0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I certainly appreciate you joining me again today. Yesterday I talked a little bit about Palm Sunday, kind of. I know it's a week behind us, but Jesus enters and we talked about life change. Life change was so important, and I closed yesterday by talking about the disciples spending so much time with Jesus. He was teaching them how to teach people, how to lead people, showing them the way of life like we need to be doing today in our churches. We need people to know how to go out and love and share Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, give me wisdom today. Give me words today. Lord, touch lives, open doors, help us to be about your business always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I hope God put somebody in your life today. Maybe it's the drive through at the Jack in the Box. This morning I stopped and I got myself a Fanta Grape Zero. No calories, and it is tasty. But you know, you always have an opportunity to breathe into somebody's life. Are we using those opportunities? Let's use them today. Let's allow God to work in our lives. Well, you know, as I was talking about Jesus coming into the Into the city, into the Jerusalem for, for uh, Palm Sunday, you know, and he had been so good about not wanting to get attention to himself. He had always tell people, don't tell, don't tell anybody about this. He didn't want the following. He just wanted to go about his business, teaching the disciples, healing people that he came in contact with, but this time Jesus couldn't ignore the fanfare. In fact. Well, start thinking about, you know, during the red carpet, the movie stars, all these events. They roll out the red carpet for them, and they have all this pomp and circumstance, all these, all these cameras and interviews. It's unbelievable, especially when you listen to some of these people talk that they're all about the world and all about everything totally against the things of God. That's sad. There are some... Movie stars there are some that are in that field that do love Jesus, and we've heard some great stories. One of them is Kirk Cameron. What a phenomenal guy you want to get online and look at his stuff. He has great teachings, and uh he was yeah on t v for years and years and years, and we've gone through some small group studies with him but there's a lot of, there's people that are great people that love Jesus, but boy, there's many of them they're just so into themselves, and that Jesus wasn't about fanfare. Jesus, but this time he couldn't ignore it. He's coming to the city, and man, they laid out a path before him. They were in front of him. They were behind him. They were singing and, and yelling, uh, you know, here he is, the king, you know, uh, hosanna to the king, all sorts of things. It was, and they put palm branches on the road, it was, folks, i tell you what, the city was stirred. The crowd was in a frenzy. They were in a frenzy because this was the Christ. Many thought this was going to be the beginning of him being crowned king. Many of them thought this was going to be his earthly realm at this time. And so they were all excited. It had built a huge excitement. Well, what it was doing, it was leading to what was going to happen down the line later on. And that was the trip to the cross. The trip that none of us really like thinking about because it was such a torturous trip. can't imagine somebody being so brutally— brutally treated, especially the Son of Almighty God, and then hanging from that cross with those nails in his arms and hands dripping and his feet dripping with blood and the pain and agony he was going through with the sins of the world on his back. But the city was stirred, and the crowd was in a frenzy because this was Jesus. Soon there would be panic. Soon there would be frustration because this man— was arrested and taken into custody and virtually flogged in front of many. And people watched, and people knew, that knew him, knew that he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. But no, he had to die alone. He had to die alone, and he died for you and me. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Jesus cares deeply for all people. And some people say, well, does he care for the sinner? Of course he cares for the sinner. What if they're living horrible lives away from God? Well, the thief of the cross lived a horrible lives, the both of them away from God. And the one said, remember me. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus forgives. See, I tell people all the time, the church should be the hospital. The church should be a place where people can come, not be judged, but to be loved and and ministered to so they, too, can know Jesus Christ. We recently have baptized seven uh, people in the church. We haven't had a lot of baptisms recently, mostly because of the COVID situation, I think. But all of a sudden, we've got several more that people are saying, I want to make sure that i'm right with god i believe that jesus christ is the son of god and i want to follow in his footsteps to be baptized and what a great th- thrill that's when the church claps and shares together because these people have made a commitment to jesus christ it was such a joy going through these baptisms you know i'm telling you this as they came in the crowd as the crowd was stirred to a frenzy i said it was kind of like a worship service breaks out you know they're singing, you know, the king, praise to the king, hallelujah to the king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, he has come in. You know, the, the disciples led the throng, hosanna to the son of David, blessed be he who comes in the name of the Lord. God sent Jesus Christ to come, and many people realized it. Now, those who are really close to him were taken back by his trip to the cross, even though he had warned them, he had told them, he had laid that out for them, but they still struggled with that. Folks, what is it that stirs your heart today? What is it that stirs your heart about the Jesus story? Does anything, does anything that just wakes you up and say, I've got to walk with God, I've got to believe in Jesus, I've got to stay alert to the things of God, are you doing that? Are you listening? listen uh, go into revelation the first uh, the second and third chapters and read about the seven churches that Jesus spoke through John and the Revel- in John the Revelator about the churches. He says, you know you know me, but many of you need woke up. Many of you need to start understanding what I'm about you know and these churches, it was a wake up call. I think our churches today need a wake-up call. Is it we're just going through the motion? Are we just having service? Oh, we have a worship service. We have a we have a sermon. We have offering. We help our missions. We do this. Do you have a personal relationship with him where you know him inside out? You can call upon him day and night. You can't look you can't wait to get up in the morning to spend time with him. I always tell people, spend time with God, get up in the morning, call upon him, say, Lord, direct me, lead me, open doors, may I hear from you, may you show me your way, put people in my life that will show me the way. All the time, people share things. I have my, a friend named Hal, and he does a prayer every single day online, and I can't remember uh, exactly what... What the, or I'd tell you to, to look it up, but Hal has a prayer. And it's always 80, 80 words, which is, he doesn't plan 80 words, but it's always 80 words. But they're always encouraging things. And many times, Hal and I are on the same page. He prays a prayer to the Lord. He puts it online, and I read that prayer, and I think, Hal, that's exactly what I was saying. That's exactly what I was praying about. That happened twice last week. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? How God works, how God shows his hand. You know, like I told you a few weeks ago, I told you about the legislature, how one day one of the representatives came up and said, Pastor Tom, would you uh, share this scripture before a prayer sometime? And it was Romans twelve two. And I said, representative, you're not going to believe this. I pulled out the prayer. That was the scripture of the day. The one time I'd used that scripture in the last several years, it was that day. It was about two minutes prior to me sharing that scripture. You think, oh, that's a coincidence. No coincidence. That's the power of God. Then several days later, uh, that was I think Monday on Thursday, one of the pages, and I got in a conversation. I told you this too, but I'm gonna tell you again because it's a great story. And I was talking to her about her heritage and her grandfather came from Ireland and he was a writer and he was a friend of Oscar Wilde, the great poet. I said, really? She said, yeah, he was a friend. I said, guess what? I pulled out my prayer. That was the prayer for today. I had a quote from Oscar Wilde, and I prayed. In the same week, folks, it's a power of Almighty God. God listens to us. God knows our hearts. He's trying to show us things. Jesus cares deeply for all people. Well, Jesus was frustrated when he got to town and, he, well, he, you know, they did all the celebration, but he went over to the temple. He thought that'd be a good thing. And guess what? The temple was being abused. They were selling animals and coins and everything. Uh, coin, coin collectors were out there. It had turned into a, into a marketplace. And Jesus turned over table, tables and he was frustrated. The temple is a place of prayer. The temple is a place of prayer, folks. The church is a place of prayer. We've got to pray more. I'm really excited. I got some people. My friend, uh, my worship uh, director, D. and and Mark Thornton from Capital Christian are working on the Day of Prayer this year. And in Maine, They're telling me some things about it. it's going to be an awesome we change changing. They're going to change some things up. And it's going to be an awesome day. We've got to get behind these things and pray. I think they're talking about doing it at six o'clock in the evening, which would be great. People don't have to, they don't have to leave work for an hour. And it's going to be awesome. But this is huge prayer in the temple, but it was being desecrated and Jesus was ticked off about it. We ought to be ticked off when the church is being used against what God would have it being used for. The question I have for us today is is anything holy anymore? Is anything holy to you anymore or we just go through the motion? I want to be a holy person. I want to be somebody that lives in holiness and lives the best life I can give, life I can get, live. I know I'm not perfect. I know I struggle and sometimes get angry at people on the road and this and that. I know God helps me on weaknesses, but we have got to be holy people. Hey, this next week, spend some time reading Matthew chapter 21-25. to See how Jesus taught before his crucifixion. He had some great things to share. May God bless you this day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church,